my shorts. The Dave Lee Down at the Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode 33. Synergy. Yeah. 33. Yeah. 33. 34, including the I'd pilot. Love to be 33 again. Uh, don't wish it on me. <laughs> Not no. quite 30 yet. I'm happy to just stay where I am for the time being. Of course, uh, you can join me, join us on the podcast every single Monday. It goes out on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. The visual element is also available to view on YouTube. That goes out two days earlier to the patron supporters out there. If you're watching it, thank you so much, patrons. Um, but it goes out to everyone else as well. Yeah. I'm, I kind of I said the wrong way around. It goes out on the Monday to everyone, but the patrons get it two, two days, days early. That's on the, right. On the, two days early on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a patron supporter, get your early access, patron.com forward slash Dave Lee down under for as little as one dollary do a month. Cheapy. It is cheap. It's, it's very, very cheap. cheap. It's very cheap. Just to help support the channel. Yeah. And keep the us rolling and all that shit. The money, uh, the money goes back into the channel. Yeah. Got to pay for the podcast somehow. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> we've um, we've migrated podcasts. The video podcasts have gone onto a new channel now. Nothing wrong with migration. No, not at all. Uh, so we're going to the new platform. You wouldn't be here if there wasn't migration. No, that's true, yeah. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Go. So anyway, the videos are on the new platform. And uh, because they're on the new platform, there's no monetization anymore until I get 1,000 subscribers. There's almost 500 over there. We need some more. And I need to get the watch time up to like 4,000 hours before we can start monetizing yeah, the videos That's ridiculous, again. isn't it? I know. And making the money. I didn't have to do that on my first channel. That was introduced a number of years later. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was I was lucky. I got in, bang, monetization straight away. But now with this new channel, it's a mm. disaster, man. So it's going to take a while. But Lots of new rules. Need the, the views. Uh, yeah. Need the views. Need the subs on that new channel. So head over there. Um, if you're watching it, you're there. Just hit the subscribe button down below. Yeah, um, Yeah, you can find me. Do oh, it's, it. it's a link down there as well. It's a link down. So if you want to find it straight through. You, uh, you can find me, uh, on that's on any platform, there's a link down the bottom. You can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee yep. Down Under, that's the main channel. Uh, over on Twitter and Instagram, there's links for those in the description of every podcast as well. Whether it's the audio or the video version. How good's that? If you want to write into the show, you can tune in at DaveLeePod at gmail.com. Been getting quite a few recently. Um, some good feedback. So, lots of good feedback. Always good cool, feedback. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. As long as it's not yeah. shit feedback. No. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review. Oh, we didn't quite get it in. No. The song done us out today. No. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, we love it when you leave good reviews. You bullshit it on a bit much. I know. We're trying to cut back on it today. Yeah, yeah, we'll try. We've had a few complaints again about the length of these things uh, from a few people. Sort of complaints. Well, I mean, no, not com- well, Wacko Janko's been complaining about it for weeks. Nah. That's what I mean. Manager world's Wacko worth, Janko. World, world's worst manager. Yeah, he's been complaining for ages. We'll talk about him again soon. He's been moaning again this week. Oh, God. Um, of course, there's always... A- Does he ever stop? 
I know. He never stops. Oh, never stops. Uh, we've also had Team, some... Team, give him a smack over the ear. Yeah, do it. Um, we've had some constructive feedback as well from a few people recently, which is saying, cut, them down, cut the podcast down. They're too long. Last week's was. <laughs> well, so last week, well, we can always go on over two hours. We're try, really trying to cut them down now. Yep. Because they do go too long. And, uh, yeah, again, I've been I've had a few emails from a few people. Constructive feedback, if nice they go feedback. On, if they go on too long, I miss my afternoon nap. I know. And I can, be, and I can say it. And then, see, this is the problem. We just ramble. That's the problem. Yep. Right? So I've had a few constructive emails from people who are like, oh, you need to cut down on the length. So we're going to try and do that. Mm. To you know, we always want the good. Never fe- mind. The feedback. That's what I say. Never mind the length. Feel the quality. Yeah, that's what they say in it. Yep. So anyway, we're trying to do that for all you guys out there, who, uh, which is, I think most of the people probably would prefer the podcast to be a little bit shorter. So I always like that constructive feedback. Send back, send through feedback to any anywhere you like. I would like to know. We're always asking. What are you? What are you? But like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Some people say they like the two hours. Some like. Like it's shorter. Yeah. So you just watch seg- segments. Yeah. So we just, I don't know. We just. Happy compromise, an hour and a half, something like that. If yeah, I think can. so. Yeah, well, that's the. That's well, let's try. Let's see if All we can right. do it. We've already. Let's this is worked on for five minutes already. So we've been doing this week. Of course. Um, joined by old mate Rick again. Of course. Over here. Um, this week. Hope everyone's doing well. Yes. Hopefully. Around, everywhere around the world. Yeah. So uh, this week. We had a very productive week for once, didn't we? I didn't. Yeah, you did. Did I? You spent some money for you. Oh, for, yeah, shit, I, I spent. It's right yeah. there in front of you. I did, yeah. On did. your script. I did spend some money. Yeah, we both did. Not that, I'm, not that I don't spend money. It's just, <laughs> it's just what I spend money on. <laughs> we went to JB Hi-Fi. So I haven't spent money there for a while. I know, we went to JB Hi-Fi like that. Oh, you can hear it out there. Look at that. Huge bag, huge bag of goodies. We bought a lot of shit. Um, I don't know if you can see. I'll put up a picture on the screen. Well, if you're watching out there, you can see me with the bag. Uh, if you're listening, there's a picture on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, get that out of there. So we bought a bunch of DVDs, Blu-rays rather. Blu-rays and 4Ks. Probably buy a 30 or 40. I don't even know. I don't even count. Spent too much. No. Um, and then we bought some on Amazon as well because Amazon's doing similar deal. But we haven't spent, we haven't bought many well, you like, haven't. Oh, well, I haven't for, for ages because yeah. there's been nothing to buy. Yeah. Nothing's been coming out because of the pandemic and shit. Well, arguably. Maybe but now. Picked up a, well, there's some stuff. Well, that's what you usually do. Yeah, but a lot of stuff there that we wouldn't have paid full price for. Well, we ne- when do we, we ever well, pay well, full even, price? Well, even 15 bucks, we wouldn't pay for some of that shit. Well, some of it you did, though. Some of it was 30 bucks, wasn't it? Two for 30. Yeah, but some of that stuff, you know, if it wasn't worth that, I wouldn't have paid it. Yeah, but we don't often do the big thing until the buy one get one free anyway. Yeah, that's right. Although well, once or twice a year we have a big spend up like that. Yeah, the the, the buy one get one free, which yeah. is running. It's well, but by the time this has gone out, it's, oh no, it's probably still oh, running. Yeah, actually. A couple of days, a couple yeah, because they've extended it this this year, which is a goes bit alarming. Goes to the Wednesday, doesn't it? It yeah, goes to Wednesday. It's a bit alarming. Yeah. Usually, it's like over the weekend, and JB have been doing so many sales over the last like year or two. So, yeah, mm. you kind of worry about the physical media. In the country, particularly. Uh, but anyway, we spent up. We bought some stuff on Amazon. If you want to see what we've got, I will do a video. I don't know when. I'll eventually. Do, eventually, I'll do like a Blu-ray video. Whether it's just buy one, get one free haul video or just shove it into... I'm bored enough. Might as well get well, I know, but the, those videos just don't perform well. So I'm trying to cut back on the amount of DVD videos I do. Just do a real quick one. But then you just bought But it doesn't matter. Yeah, true. But then either way, it's still putting up something that's underperforming. 
that's why I try and cut back on the amount of DVD videos I do these days. Mm. They just underperform and drag everything else down with them. It's fair enough. But I know people are out there watching it, so I do like to put one up every month or two. So mm. I don't know. There probably is enough, to be honest, to do a video on it. Anyway. Plus the ones are still coming, though. Cause we've... Yeah, they'll drop on the doorstep today, probably. Over the weekend, maybe. Not today. They're on the way. I've are looked they? on Amazon. They're on the way. They'll Already? Be got, yeah, we've got Prime. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. you got Prime. Look. You know, I can't get in. Anyway, but yeah, they're all on the way. They'll be here today. Most of them. There's one. Oh, they're, they're packaging them all up together. How many orders have you put in? You put in like three orders. I put in three and they've combined them all. They have? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, they've combined mine and then they've combined yours. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's better than fucking Zavi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, one, one, buy 12 things and they all come out individually. Yeah, Amazon's got the right idea. Yep. They're bundling separate orders together. Exactly right. Put three orders through, they put them all together. All in one bag. All at once. Fucking How hell, that? man. One box. How good's that? Savvy, one at a time. Piss off. Yep. Man, Amazon's managed to combine orders. Mm. The only thing they didn't do is put mine with yours, but I guess a different name. Different name, yeah. So that makes sense. Although there was... Um, there are two items coming individually, though. I think one's coming from Queensland. Oh, right. Um, the rest all came from Melbourne. And then there's one other one that just says shipping soon. Oh, that's the one that was out of stock. Oh, yeah, and that there was one, one out as well. Of stock. So there's three that are going to come individually, but that's fine. That's a good thing. It's out of stock and you can still get it at the, sa- at the yeah, sale price. Yeah. JB, you can't do that. No. No. So that's good. So anyway... I will have a video for that eventually. I don't know. I might. I got so much stuff to look at from the distributors too, so I don't know. I'll probably do a buy one, get one free video. I don't know. We'll find out. But if you want to see what I got, if you want that sneak peek, head to Instagram or Twitter. Um, and if I, you've done a haul yourselves, let us know what you got. Yeah, I'd like to know what you got. I've already had a lot of people send me in pictures, actually, of their oh, hauls awesome. and shit, as they do, yeah. Oh, good. Pretty good. People buying up big, mm. which is always nice to see. Got to keep physical media, I know. media alive. Keep it alive, man. Another funny, cool story about physical media this week as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Disney, they reached out to me, gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Must yeah. be about a month ago now, be maybe three that, or four. No, it wasn't that long ago. It? Three or four weeks ago, maybe. Um, they said, hey, because they've used my quotes on TV spots before. Yep. Like my like a pool quote. Um, so they choose your quote. Do, oh. do they pull them from... from- it's usually it's or? usually the the thing I've submitted to Rotten Tomatoes they take right. it from. So I'm always very selective with what I with what, which what I use on the Rotten Tomatoes because that's what they will always go to. Yeah. And uh, so they come to me, they go, are, are you okay with us to use this quote? Which I think is fantastic. Most of are. Because I know a lot of them don't do that, particularly overseas. I always see people tweeting like, oh, my God, they've used me on a, an ad I didn't know. Mm. Uh, but they will always reach out and they'll say, do you mind if we use this? Do you have any pro- issues with us using it? No way, go for it. So they've used me in, what was I, I did, they put me in that for Mulan, Soul, Soul I got yeah, on as yeah. well. Um, so they reached out to me a few weeks ago and they were like, do you mind if we, we're doing a localised cover for Raya and the Last Dragon and we're thinking about putting a couple of localised quotes on there from local media, which is not something they usually do. So they've done it locally in probably the US. and There's a US variant, a there's a UK and an Australian one, and usually it's the same right. It's the same quote, but they've done localised. I'm not too sure why. But anyway, great. They reached out. They're like, do you mind if we use your quote in relation to the the Blu-ray, the release of the Blu-ray? And I said, go ahead, man. The DVD, whatever. And then I didn't hear back, but then I heard back on Monday 
They reach back out and they're like, hey, by the way, here's an update. We've put your quote on the DVD cover. Um, and then, of course, uh, there was the DVD, the Blu-ray, and the 4K. Wow. So I put my That's quote good. on all of them, which is bloody awesome. <laughs> it was really cool. Mm. Really cool. Um, and on on the TV spot, there's a, they've done a digital spot, I think. So it's running, I think it's running on YouTube, Instagram. I oh, know, actually, I don't know. I know it's running on social and it's running on um, uh, digital, um, what do you call it, like the catch-up apps? Oh, yeah, yeah. On like yeah. the streaming yeah, yeah. apps. So they've put that stuck a digital thing that's going around. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. So I've always wanted to be on a DVD cover. It's always <laughs> like, oh, that'd be great if I could get that little quote on the DVD. Never thought it ever happened. I thought, oh, no, it'll never happen. But no, yeah, there you go. So they reached out and um, I'm on the Raya and the Last Dragon DVD cover forever now. And Blu-ray in Australia. And, and 4K. And 4K, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Just in Australia. Australia exclusive if you want that Dave Lee Down Under variant of the Raya cover. Yeah. Um, I'm also on there with another really fantastic uh, critic as well, Harris Dang. Uh, from here in Australia, who uh, whose whose work's really fantastic as well. So we've both um, got our quotes on there, mm. which is really great. So cool. I'm it's good they're using, yeah, you know, they're using um, uh, quotes from people other than other than the main the, the newspapers or yeah, the exactly TV right. stations and shit like yeah. that. Because it just shows the way that why that media is going. You know? Yeah. Well, Harris writes for mainstream um, media is dying off. Well, exactly right. Harris writes for a um, like an online. Um, I guess like a, I don't know what you call it, like a blog, like a <clears throat> app. No, digital no, newspaper digital, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, called the AU Review. Right. Um, and I reached out to him. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Happy to share the cover with you. And he's like, oh, yeah, so cool. He said he's had a few in the past, but his name wasn't actually on it. Right. So they just quoted. I looked through a bunch of them, and actually most of them will only credit the outlet, not the author, mm. um, but Disney. Like have, New York Times. Yeah, or, you'll have New York Times or the Channel 9 Morning News yep. or some something like that. Um, but this one, Disney's been really good and actually credited the, the authors, which is great. Um, I mean, if, if they just credited my outlet, it would be my name anyway. Exactly right. <laughs> my name's on there twice, Dave Lee, <laughs> Dave Lee Down Under, uh, which, is, which is cool. Anyway, so you can head out. If you're in Australia, you can head out and buy one of them. Otherwise, you can... If you're overseas and you want one of the Dave Lee Down Under variants, uh, you can probably buy it online somewhere. There you go. So that's very cool. Cool. I've I've put up the pictures on the screen, but if you're listening, you head to my Instagram, my Twitter, I've put up pictures. I think it's on the Facebook as well. I don't post often on the Facebook, but I put that up there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, uh, so... What we've been watching this week... Well, and Wacko Jacko's been moaning about this segment. He's always on something. The last few weeks he's been moaning about this segment. Always. 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 Last two weeks he's been complaining. This segment's too long. It goes for 50 minutes. Stop talking too much. Shut up, I say. Shut up. And then Tim says, shut up. I like it when they just talk shit because that's the best bit about the podcast, talking shit. Um, so anyway, this week he's saying there's no, there's, there's no organisation. To not meant to be. The way that I'm talking about the movies. He's like, it doesn't make sense. He's like, you're supposed to bunch up the, oh, here are the worst ones. Here are the good ones we watched. And I say, no. No. I say we just talk about them. Yep, exactly right. <laughs> what does and Tim say? Tim says, yeah, no, just leave it. Yeah, just leave it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Jackson wants to have a meeting with me next week. He's like, I need to have a meeting with you next week to talk about your podcast schedule. <laughs> World's worst manager. Said, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we didn't we didn't watch a lot this week, so this segment will be short this week. Um, catalog stuff again. I got a few in this week, but then I had the last two days I've had to do some cartoon news in the mornings, etc. So it takes me away from the watching. I've been watching a lot of old stuff. I've been getting into the old stuff again. Mm. Um, so I've I'm I've stepped away from my pile. <laughs> I have two piles. We have um, we have established. I've got my pile, which is like a hundred and seventy titles now that I've whittled down from like three or four hundred. So good effort. Um, that's like all new, I guess, stuff that's probably like 80s to now. Yeah. Catalog stuff that I'm just trying to pick through every morning. But I just felt like a lot of them were feeling the same. I was like, I need a, a lot of the stuff that's been coming in from distributors has been like classic films. I'm like, I just really, just really feeling the classic film vibe at the moment. So, I mean. Uh, just for change. Yeah. So I've got my second pile, which is my classic, my classic stuff. And there's God knows how many hundreds discs there probably that I just need to get through anyway. So either way, I'm watching shit that's out there that I've not watched. Mm. So I've just been watching some older movies. Um, we'll qu- I'll quickly talk about them I, I, because I know people aren't incredibly interested in that. Not everyone is interested in the older stuff. Um, but I discovered a writer, director called Preston Sturges this week. I'd heard about it. I'd never watched any of his stuff before. Incredible. Incredible writing. I watched two of his films, one called The Palm Beach Story, which has Claudette Colbert, who's one of my absolute favourites, and she's one of those ones that's like under the radar. I feel like never really mm. reached the heights of like someone like you know Catherine Hepburn or a Marilyn, like you know the big name Lauren Bacall, uh, Claudette Colbert. She did it happened one night um, with um, um, Clark Gable. No, yeah, Clark Gable. Um, she was in the the Cleopatra one they did in nineteen twenties. Anyway, she's fantastic. She was in that, um, and then one called The Lady Eve. Which had Barbara Stanwyck. Is she the one you don't like? Oh, yeah. I, I don't like I Barbara Stanwyck. I can't do Barbara Stanwyck. And uh, Henry Fonda. This is like the only comedy, hey. one of the only comedies he ever did. He's very good at it. And Preston Sturges is a terrific writer. And I don't know why it's taking me this long to like actually discover his stuff. Um, but he's considered one of the best comedic writers. I watched a few documentaries on him at the end of it because I was like, I'm just really interested in it. And he's someone who did apparently like seventeen films or like seven or like like a whole bunch of like really, really good films over this really short period and then burnt out mm. and then disappeared. Um there's another one called uh, Sullivan's Travels, which I've got out there. It's funny because I will I this I'll always do this. I'll watch a movie, I'll be like, Oh, I really like this writer or this actor or whatever. I'm like, Do I have any more of their films? And I search up, I'm like, Oh shit, I've got like three of their films. So I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll watch through them. <laughs> so that's like that's that's another one of the, the the good benefits of having like the big library of stuff. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm always like, Oh shit, let's see if I've got anything else with this person. Oh yeah, I've got quite a few and I'll watch them all. Um yeah, now this 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 the writer is fantastic. And I think anyone who's interested in writing um, or just like screenwriting, anything like that, study this guy's work. And I will definitely be going back to his films because it's the, the it's like really rhythmic dialogue. Um, so he did screwball comedies, which are like those romantic comedies that have a little bit of like slapstick humour thrown yeah, yeah. in, real um, sort of um, 
dialogue-driven gags. Jerry Lewis. Well, yeah, yeah. Very well, actually, Lewis. he did a couple of Jerry Lewis films. Oh, did he? Yeah, which I was surprised to discover. I'd watched one, one of the ones we watched not long ago he did, the one with all the babies. He had all the babies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he wrote yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, so he was really one of the first writers to do that um, rhythmic dialogue and that repetitive dialogue, you know, where someone will say, I'm just making something up, but, oh, it's a hat. Someone will go, it's a hat? Yeah, it's a hat. It's a, you know, that kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah, rhythmical yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, he was one yeah. of the first people to really do that. And you see that across his – it's just incredible and so funny, so, so funny. They, they, ha- they hold up. Like yeah. People would really enjoy these if they went back to them now. I think they still really hold up. Really would they well. hold up as a remake? <sighs> still go there. But probably, I think. <laughs> yeah, and they're those no, stories that's, that's, that – that's, that's one where I reckon you can tell whether, whether a, hold, a film holds I up think or so. not. I think so. Whether it would be – whether it would translate into a remake. I think so. Yeah, because they're still – the stories are timely – you know, they're mm. not a story that's like, you know, set in a, you look back, you're like, that's very dated, like Gone with the Wind or something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, check it out. There's a, that's, it's funny because they were on these, the two of them I watched were on the Criterion Collection. Um, and Bill Hader does a special feature on there. Oh, does he? Yeah, it was really interesting to see because um, he's been very inspired by his work. Oh. Which is really, really weird thing to see on a Criterion, you know, Bill Hader. Um, but yeah, he's even sitting there reading one of the scripts and just laughing his head off. I'd like to actually go and read some of his stuff because it'd be interesting. Mm. Anyway, so I watched those. There's my classic movie tip for the week. I also watched one called Destry Rides Again, uh, which is uh, James Stewart. It's the very first yep. Western James Stewart ever did. It's also got Marlena Dietrich in it as well. The sheriff in that movie? Um, yeah, he's like the sheriff. He's brought into the town to uh, to come and clean up this filthy town, yeah. basically. They're sheriff all doesn't carry and, guns. Yeah, he doesn't carry guns. So he's like a... Would you call him a um, a peace loving sheriff? Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, so he comes in and tries to clean them up without violence. That these just town mm. of just overrun by these drunks, um, and that's that was really fantastic as well. I really really liked that one. Um, we watched a, cu- a few from a little while ago. We watched one called the Company or Company You Keep. Yep. Uh, this was Robert Redford and Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a thriller yep. sort of thing. Very it was good. Okay. It was all right. Wasn't great, pretty but good. It was all right. I like Robert Redford, so I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, he directed it too. I like, I like too. Shia, Shia LaBeouf too. Yeah, we also watched one called Before I Go to Sleep, which I actually did fall asleep in. Yeah, because it was awful. <laughs> it's the one with Nicole Kidman. Yep, uh, Mr. Wet Blanket, Colin Firth. Yep. Um, who I, I think keep, is great. I, I think he is great, yeah, but, but his movies are so boring. Every <laughs> film of Corin Firth is the same boring crap. It is. His movies are so boring. They're just dull. So really boring. Dull. But it, I like the guy. I like, I like. That's the weird thing. I'm always like, oh yeah, Colin Firth's in this. I like him. Let's watch it. And it's and always yeah, so boring. Yeah. But it gets to a point where we go. Oh, we're yeah. really in the mood for Colin yeah. Firth tonight. Can we deal with it? Oh, tonight? he was really good in Love Actually. Yep. And Yeah, because it was a huge ensemble cast. That's yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, but when he leads a film it's And and you've only got to look you've only got to look at look at that before I go to um yeah, before, yeah, before I go to sleep. And so you know, Colin Firth and Nicole Kidman, oh, yeah. this is going to be done. Well, see, Nicole's great too, but she does a lot of boring stuff too. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's weird. But and we Ma- love we love Nicole, yeah. but some of the stuff is just... Mark Strong was in it as well, yeah. who I thought was really yeah. boring as well. Yeah. <laughs> just all, it was so boring. Yeah. They were all boring in it. Yeah, it was a dull film. Really dull movie. I yeah. didn't like it at all. 
I think I wandered off onto my phone and started probably I fell. Doing I stuff actually fell asleep. But it's one of those movies where I kept falling asleep and waking up. And I'm still. I still know what's going on. I didn't miss anything. I fall yeah. asleep for ten minutes and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm still following it to the end. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Anyway, so we watched those. We've also watched Fast and Furious one and two. Oh, awesome! Fast, the Fast and the Furious, and Too Fast, Too Furious. Yep, Too Fast, Too fast, Furious. Fast and Furious, great film. I love that film. Yeah, it's really good. Love that film. Really good. They have both dated a lot, though. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cars have it. Like the cars, yeah, the yeah, cars yeah. are still relevant. Yeah, but yeah. It's, yeah, I know what you mean. The movies very yeah. dated. Well, we've never watched again. This is one of those franchises where we've <laughs> watched one and two over and over again, and then been like, and "Yeah, thought, oh, we'll, let's, let's continue on." We'll watch the rest. <laughs> never happens. It's like a Deadwood situation. It's in that dead, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in that Deadwood category. Yeah, um, but we're actually going to go through them all now because the new ones out um, next week, week after, no, next month, next like month. mid next month. Uh, so we've got like eight well, films the, to watch. Oh, it's the week after, yeah. Yeah. About three, four weeks done. Yeah. Um, it's at the end of next month. But mm. I'm I can't I don't know. But I I, I, I Just need get to watch them. I need to watch them. Um and so you watch one and two, still good movies, but yeah. still very dated. Our second one's not as great as the first. No, 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 no. It has no. that like cheap early two thousands generic s- sequel. Oh and the music. Ugh, yeah. Just music's awful, isn't it? Tripe. Yeah. Um, we watched a couple of new ones. Actually, we watched Woman in the Window on Netflix. This is one with Amy Adams. What was that one? Where she's it's like a it was like a knockoff of Rear Window. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we Mom started. Watch, re- we started yeah. watching, and I said, "This just reminds me of uh, Rear Window." Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think it was really a knockoff. I think it was purposely supposed to be like uh, I guess an homage or something because they made some really. Um, Obvious nods to Hitchcock yeah. films. Well, even even the scene you saw on the t- playing on the TV. Yeah, she was watching Real she was Window, watching on the Window on the TV. Um, and then she talks later in the film about how she is a big fan of Hitchcock films. Yeah. And one of the, I guess, a theory, and it makes sense, is that she has, because I don't want to spoil too much because it's new and not that many people have seen it. Um, well, actually, quite a few people have seen it, but you know, if you haven't watched it. She's sort of going through like this psychotic thing and you don't really know what's real, what's not, whatever. That's obvious from the outset. What people are saying is that she's in love with these movies so much that she alters her perception to be as if she's in a Hitchcock film. Yeah, yeah. And that really can't – when you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But it's not something that's – Explicit, I suppose. Well, I hadn't the, heard that before. Now you're saying yeah. that it's like, yeah, I yeah. can see what they've seen. I've seen a couple about. of people write about that. It makes sense. Yeah. But I think that's the thing that has, it's been absolutely slammed, this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's like rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, people are just, there are the people who really love it because it's just so trashy and people just hate it because they didn't really get it. But mm. I understand that. It's like, if you don't make this thing like, oh, this is what the film is, that explicit, then. You lose most of your audience. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I thought it was okay. It was really trashy, but yeah. it was fun. It was like, it's worth a watch. Yeah, I'd, I'd, definitely yeah. worth a watch. Worth a watch. And then, and I think, and I think if you if you've seen Rear Window, it adds an extra depth to yeah. it. Yeah, or if you yeah, but if you're familiar with the Hitchcock stuff, because even the music's very similar. Yeah. Uh, to like the Bernard Herman score from Psycho. Um, but even some of the um, setup of the, some of the shots and stuff. Oh yeah, it's very similar. Very Hitchcockian. She's like staring through the window, and you yeah. get like the. Like she's looking through the camera, yeah, like he does yeah, in a right. movie. Um, so it's very Hitchcockian. Um, it's fun. It's a fun movie, uh, but it's it's not a great film. It's not a great film. You but, un- it's, but it's worth a you watch. You can understand why Disney 
handballed it off to Netflix. Yeah. That was one of the films that got caught up in the merger. Right. And they kind of put it off and put it off and then eventually it disappeared. And then next thing you know, oh, coming to Netflix this month, Woman in the Window. Yeah. Uh, so, so we watched that anyway. It was okay. But it's worth a watch. Have a check yeah, it out. Yeah, check it out. Another one, we, we, we kind of got in a roll of watching a few things that were on Netflix <laughs> that we neglected. We watched Hillbilly Allergy, which yeah, I was think you liked more than me. Yeah, I, I did like that. I thought it was oh, just smash that. Uh, boring. No, it wasn't boring. It was generic. Sort of Oscar bait movie. Sort of watch my childhood. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was very Oscar bait, the movie, I felt. Yeah, yeah it was. Over-the-top performances. But I did enjoy it, though. Um, Glenn Close in her makeup. Is obviously, if you've got someone in makeup and they're doing a funny accent, they're going to win the Oscar. Yeah. Ron Howard. I think compared to Ron Howard's other stuff, it wasn't great. No, you're probably right. It's okay. It was all right. I liked it, but it was, it was like... I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, was, thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Amy Adams in that one as well. Um, she's she was, she was fabulous. Like she was Amy fabulous Adams. In that. We watched another one called Stowaway, which wasn't great. No. This is the one with Anna Kendrick yeah. and Tony Collette. Yeah, the one up in... They're up in space. Mm. They go up in space. They're going to the Mars? Um... Yeah, they're, going, they're to going to Mars. Yeah, going to Mars. And there's like three, it's a crew of three people. Yep. And then when they're almost at Mars, they discover there's someone stowed away in the roof. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's been hiding in the roof. Um, jumped on ship. Well, and, I, don't, I don't know whether it was deliberate or was up there repairing something. I can't I uh, really get that. Just don't spoil it. Because it's fairly new. I couldn't really get that. Part. I didn't get it either, actually. I don't know why. I can't remember why he was there. I think they did explain it, but another, another one of those I don't things think they where really it's did like. sort of explain why he was there, how he got there. But anyway. Anyway, yeah, there's a guy on board that they didn't expect was there. There's not enough food. There's not enough enough Oxygen. resources. And they're like, well, what do we do? We've got to get rid of someone sort of mm. thing. And then all these other problems start arising. Yep. Wasn't great. It was okay, but it wasn't great. No. Yeah. I like these space movies. Space movies are good. Mm. Yeah, but. That's another one's worth a watch, but it's just be prepared. It's yeah. not as good as you probably hope it is. No, don't expect like a Gravity or an Apollo. Ad Astra. So they thought Apollo. Apollo 13, you're going back a few years. Yeah, I mean, like the more recent one, like the more, re- if you think of like the more recent spacey films, yeah. Ad Astra, Interstellar, don't mm, expect it. No. Don't expect it. Definitely not. Um, Television-wise, talking about space shit, we finished the second season of For All Mankind. Oh, I loved oh, it. so good. How good was it? This is a show that just is like a pure, pure example of a show that takes its time to tell its story. Yep. And gets better and, the, and better the setup and is better. just beautiful. The setup's really good. It's like they almost took a whole season to set up what's going to happen in in the second season. In the second season, second half of the second season. Yeah, exactly. It takes a while to get there, but it doesn't feel slow. It's no, not, no, no, no. It's not. It's not Deadwood. No, no. <laughs> it's a slow burn to get there, but it doesn't feel slow. No, that's it's right. It's like like you're interested the whole way. Yeah. Again, if you haven't listened to the show or you haven't watched the, this show, this is. It starts out. It's it like tells the story of like. What happened if the space race didn't end? What happened if the Russians landed on the moon before the Americans? Yep. Um, and it goes on like this alternate timeline. But it's st- the first two or three episodes is almost like true to true to life, and then it skews. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think it's the end of the first episode where the Russians land on the moon first. So that first episode is very much like oh, looks like, like they're like just real, like yeah. they're just telling the story of the Apollo missions again. And it skews. Yep. Um, and then a few things that kind of happen on that timeline are the same, but a few things are a bit different. 
like for one example, John Lennon yeah. doesn't die. Oh, jeez. <laughs> why did it happen? Yeah. Oh, I would have loved it if, uh, if no. it happened like that and he was yeah. still with us. Um, so that's like a thread that goes through because there's a, you hear it on the news, which is like John Lennon, someone's attempted to assassinate John Lennon, the bullets missed or something. Yeah, you yeah. kind of just hear it on the news. But then throughout the series they weave in like, oh, John Lennon has been at this thing and yeah. he's done this, or John Lennon's on the news talking about this. So And, and they play a lot of music that is yeah, very John, John Lennon. Lennon-esque. Yeah, well, they've played a couple of John Lennon songs. Yeah, exactly right. Um, but the stuff later on, like yeah, the, yeah. The, when it gets later in time, yeah. mm. Is, I don't think it's John Lennon stuff. I think it's yeah. That last that song on the last episode, you like it sounds John Lennon. I said that is a John Lennon song. What was it off the wall? Not Walls and Bridge. Can't called? remember that, that last one, Milk and Honey. Or what it was Maybe called. I don't know, but it was a Lennon song. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's just an example of just how it kind of, but it goes on this complete different just trage- trajectory towards the end of yeah. that second season. It's so good. It's worth watching. Yeah. Um, and, and who put you onto that? That was the... That was the, the, the PR, PR agent from, from, from Apple. From Apple, yeah. Yeah. She was like, you need to watch it. And that wasn't like to advertise it or to review it or anything. It was just like, have you... During conversation. I was just talking that. to her and I was, I was like, oh, I've watched this. I love this. Watch this. Because I told her... I've said, I've been saying the hit rate on Apple is just fucking awesome. If you Everything, can find, if you can find, if you what, can you find what you want on there, <laughs> it's amazing. The stuff, the quality of the stuff on Apple is incredible. Um, and she was like, oh, have you watched For All Mankind yet? I said, no, not yet. She's like, you need to watch that. Yeah. She's like, it's great. And then I emailed her. I'm like, I've just finished the first season. It's so good. She's like, you wait till you get the second season. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't wrong. No. She was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great. Excellent show. Fantastic show. And it's brilliant. doing a third. Yeah, third yeah. season. But oh man, I was like, yes, because it went because it started. I don't know. I thought it had it had gone on last year, this second season. But because Apple does the the weekly thing, the weekly drop. Yep. yep. It only fit this second season only finished two weeks ago. I didn't oh. realize that. So now we got to wait a whole year with everyone else. But but it was delayed though, wasn't it? This this season was season. delayed because of COVID. So hopefully we get the next. Hopefully one we get it in the, back into normal time, yeah. normal timeline. Hopefully, maybe. yeah. Which so would, anyway, which would be what November or something. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully October, yeah, November. Yeah. Oh like yeah, that. true. Because well, I don't know. I don't know when it started. Hopefully not that far. Really got like get on it if you haven't watched. It's such a good show. It is. It good. really is a really fantastic show. Really, and like that. I said, I wasn't put up to advertise it or anything. No, to review it or. This is just we checked it out and it's so fucking good. I can't wait for that third season because woo, where that's going, we don't need roads anyway. You, you beat me to it this week. Went off a bit early. Yeah, that was very loud too. I'm sorry to anyone out there who's listening on headphones <laughs> because that's just done my ears in. Anyway, do you want to try that again? Not that anyone who's oh shit. Okay, ready? It's time for there we oh, go. Perfect. Deadwood update. Perfect. Yeah. Oh. Yes, and we did do it. We did episode. one this week. Yeah, it was boring and again. Boring as batshit. Like we like we always say, you get one really good episode, and you think, "Oh, here we go." Then the next episode, crap, like nothing happened. Crap. In the last episode, mm. no, nothing happened. I couldn't tell you what happened. Well, you can't. You, you couldn't even tell whether anything happened the episode before. No, no. <laughs> as we've said week on week, we can understand why this got trashed now, why this yep. got cancelled. Yeah, but we've we'll got, stick it out. We've got. Five left. Five episodes left. Thank God. And then the movie, which is two hours. You know, we might get down to about three episodes left, and just go. Let's just bang them out all. No, this no, week. no. We got to. We got to. Yeah, we do it Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Tuesday Deadwood night, night. Deadwood night. Because if we do it right, and then take a break between the last episode of the movie, we'll be celebrating the fortieth episode. We'll be celebrating Deadwood is 
fucking finished, thank God, and we'll have a big celebration. Then we'll have to start something else. Yeah, we'll Tuesday night will have to be something else. Well, we're talking about Mad Men. Actually, Mad Blake. Mad Men, Justified. Blake, um, Blake Heisen, who's a patron supporter, who's been Six one of my under. viewers for years ago. Yep. Um, he's, because we are talking about doing Mad Men last week, he said, oh, I can't wait for Mad Men Mondays. Oh, yeah. Mad Men Monday. Yeah, Mad Men Mad Mondays. Men Mondays. Oh, that's the right. Yeah. Good one, Blake. So you do the Mad Men every Monday. Though I feel like that is a show that we might be able to squeeze in a couple of weeks. We'll see. Yeah, you probably can. It's it's um We'll try not to push it. It's more watchable. Yeah. But that does that that also can be a bit dull as well. A bit yeah. slow. Yeah, that's why you probably stop watching it. A bit it. slow. So there you go. That's Oh no, um, stop watching because it, it was we were watching it off T V and they were they threw it around. Like Channel Nine. It was a channel. No, because you were watching it on the DVDs. You no, were always watching it on DVD. Was it originally on? No, it was TV? because no, because it's Showtime. It was Showtime or H? It was oh, on HBO. Remember. Showtime, I think. Yeah, you always were watching it on the DVDs. But it was, it was just for some TV reason stopped. Got thrown no. around. No, not one of them. Just mm. one we just stopped watching. Anyway, so Deadwood tick so for the yeah. week. Yep. So ticked another one off. Yeah, we watched a brand. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Guilt us into doing it. it. We're yeah. doing it. Yeah, we're doing it just for you, Sam. Um. We, we, I wonder if Sam's getting any sleep. Why is that? He's oh, with the, the new, now, the, yeah, the new family. He's got the got family now. Yeah, family oh, man. Well, we're keeping him. We're keeping him occupied with the podcast. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's when he's up at two o'clock in the morning, yeah. walk around with a kid in his arms, he can mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. Yeah, there you go. There you go, Sam. It'll keep you company. There is a whole back catalogue of eps out there, <laughs> 33, if you haven't listened to them all yet. Um, we, we've seen a new movie this week as well. And it's, I think this is what Jackson, Wacko Jacko hates, is we talk about movies, we talk about TV, and then we go back to the movies. I don't care. Because this is the new film, brand new film that opened in cinemas. Mm. Well, this is, is this opened is in cinemas? The last stuff we all watched, I don't watch it all. Now yeah. we go into the cinema. The cinema, exactly so right. Separate, separate. There's a method to my script. It's a separate... Exactly right. So we went and saw A Quiet Place Part 2. Shh. Be careful. Don't like those fucking aliens. Yeah. Be those careful. Monsters. Shh. Yeah. I've already, come and get you. I've already done that gag on my review. Oh. <laughs> Bastard. And I even said, I'm like, I bet I'm not the only idiot who's doing this gag. <laughs> it's funny because every time there's a movie that has like a little fit, like a thing you notice everyone does it. Yeah. I try not to do the thing. Yeah, yeah. And with A Quiet Place, the thing might be, oh, be quiet. Oh, be really quiet in my review. Or it might be every every fucking thumbnail is a picture of the reviewer doing this. Shh, put their finger <laughs> up to their mouth doing the shh. <laughs> or, you know, something like a James Bond might be someone doing the Charlie's Angels pose oh, or something. God. And it's everyone does the same thing. I always try to avoid doing the thing. But I couldn't avoid it with A Quiet Place. So, shh, no, 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 shh, no, no. Be quiet. Be quiet. Um, so we watched that. That is opening, well, this podcast is out well, on Monday. Um, so it's opening this, oh, this week. week. this week. This week. There were preview screenings over the weekend. Yeah, there were preview screenings. So if you are listening on the Saturday, if you're a patron supporter, there are preview screenings here in Australia this weekend. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, no, no, but the Friday because today's no, Friday. No, it is Friday. Well, yeah. Yeah, don't don't about about that. But, but, it's <laughs> but Saturday, Sunday. Today and so tomorrow. So you can go and see it. Um, otherwise, it's... it's um, General opening is the 26th, which is Thursday. Yep. If you're in the US or the UK, it opens on the 27th, which is Friday. Um, and it's exclusive to theatres worldwide. Mm. Uh, so it's not going on a streaming platform. I think, don't quote me on this, but I think 
this is the movie that had the 45-day exclusivity window before going on to Paramount+. Oh, Plus. yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I think it's in cinemas for like a month and a half and then it goes mm. to Paramount+. Plus. Maybe, I'm not sure. But anyway, it's in no, cinemas I think you're right because, because John Krasinski insisted yeah. it be played yeah, at cinemas. in cinemas. So it's an exclusive thing, which is... Can we talk about it at all? We can talk about it. The embargo's no embargo. open. Oh, no, I've good. done my review on YouTube. Um, we'll quickly talk about our thoughts on it. Because if you want to check out the full in-depth thoughts, you can go and check out the review on yeah. YouTube. Um, what did you think? I enjoyed it. Yeah. wasn't as good as the first one. Yeah. Um, but still a really good film. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. It's interesting. I thought that when I come out of it, I was like, oh, it's not as, as good. But I think the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, yeah, maybe it is. Because it was, I, I, think it was, I think it was a little more suspenseful. Yeah. In some regards. Well, like I said in my review, it's, I said to you as well the other night, it's almost like the first movie – is quite terrifying because you don't know the threat. You don't yeah, see right. the threat. Yeah, you don't see the monster. Or yeah, anything like that. so it's like all the always these horror movies is like not that it's particular horror, but like a thriller or whatever is the most frightening thing is when you don't see the threat, and then when you've seen the threat, it's not as scary anymore. Yeah. So you go into the second film knowing the knowing monster. The threat. You've seen the monster. You know what it's capable of, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But. Krasinski has found new ways to keep you in suspense. Yeah, that's right. Now it's about this family who is trying to survive mm. and you know what the threat is and you know what that's these monsters right. are capable of and it's yeah. like, fucking get out of there because they're yeah. going to come and rip your head off yeah. or whatever. So it's this different kind of suspense. And I think perhaps by him taking himself out of the film, mm-hmm. he's been able to focus more on these kind of these different elements of the film maybe. Yeah. And refine that craft that he has. He's such a re- he's a very competent storyteller. Mm. Very good he's, filmmaker. He's, he's really good. Um and I feel like it's I feel like his confidence and everything shows so much more in this one than the first one. Yeah. And maybe that's he learned a lot on the first one or this time around he was able to just really focus on it because yeah. he's not in it. Um but I think in even in that respect that re- that angle of it is better than the first movie. The 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 filmmaking aspect of it. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's hard to weigh up which movie was the better I story. And uh, you pro- look, you're probably right. They're, they're probably. They're, I mean, I didn't think about the way you just explained it, but mm. thinking about it like that, since you know what the threat is and you know what's coming, you're thinking, "Oh shit, don't do yeah. that! Don't do that! Don't yeah. do that!" Because this is going to happen. It's more like whereas in the first one, you don't. It yeah. takes a little while. I think. Okay, well, yeah. Why are they? You yeah. know. They're really quiet. Why are they really quiet? Oh, mm. it's because of the many any noise. The yeah, monster yeah. hears them and yeah. whatever. So it's a little um, bit different. So the story's a little different. Yeah. Um, and the setup of the setup is yeah. is is really good in the second yeah. one. I thought. Oh yeah, the first scene, the, fantastic. The setup was really good. really good. Um, but yeah, anyway, I really liked it. I think the more you think about it in that kind of respect, it's like, oh yeah, in some respect it's better. In other I think the world building he does is fantastic and the way he's managed to take in a different direction without retracing what he did yeah. in the first one is really great. Really good. The way he's taking this new direction and there's obviously going to be more of these. He's, so a, he's, a, he's, a, very he's good. a great film. Fantastic. Yeah. He's got a very huge future in film. Oh, I absolutely. Think, yeah, absolutely. Not just as an actor but as yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I feel like he'll be one of those... Like maybe a, a Clooney or a Eastwood who does more directing than yeah than acting. I reckon he's probably he'd be better than a. Clo- I think he's better than Clooney as a storyteller. Yeah, Clooney's movies aren't great. Yeah, I, I yeah. think he, uh, uh, you know if he keeps on this trajectory that he's on, he'll be oh. as good as Eastwood. 
Yeah, for sure. With his storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, check it no out. Doubt. It's very good. And we were really lucky too in the preview. Didn't yeah. We? we had the He did a QA Q and A at the end of it. Yeah, it was right there, right in front of us on the screen. On the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> live link. It was, it was, it was a live link. He was it was six six AM in the morning in New yeah. York and he was he was doing a Q and A with Yeah, it was very and cool. there was our cinema. There's Two, two in two, two in, Sydney in Sydney and one in Perth, Brisbane, and Adelaide. Yeah, and they're all linked. We're all linked up together, and yeah. um, we Dave had to submit questions, and yeah. people around Australia had to submit questions, and they went through and they chose yeah. a few questions and, and asked and asked John. Yeah, about it. That but was he was on. Cool. He was on for about twenty minutes. Yeah, it was great. Really, and it was, and it was definitely a live link because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way it happened. Yeah. You know? uh, but yeah, very good. So go and check that movie out. We done it again. Fifty minutes for the opening chunk of the show. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> but we've gotten through. Wacko Jacko. Yeah, but that's the part Wacko Jacko is not happy about. He says, by the time you finish talking about what you've watched, it's 50 minutes. Yeah, fair enough. That's his big problem. Now, I want to talk quickly about this really fantastic website. What's that? Oh, yeah. Obviously, well, firstly, so this is the problem. We go and we t- I start talking about something else and then we double back. And that's the problem. I think as well. Anyway, we've got more reviews on the way. As I was, I was going to say, Quiet Place 2, there's a full review on YouTube. Yep. Go and check that out. We've got some more reviews coming up soon. I'll be reviewing the Rugrats, the new Rugrats reboot. I'll be reviewing that this week. Mm-hmm. Cruella, I'll be reviewing this week as well. And uh, The Conjuring 3, I'll be reviewing the week after, not next a, week. Another set of films we're going to get through. Yeah, we got to do the Conjuring because we're trying to do the fast films and, and then we've got to try and sneak in a few Conjuring movies as well. At least the first two. Well, I don't know. Three. I want to do the Annabelles as well because they all sort of <laughs> sleek, sneak in. Because like Annabelle 3 is like set between 1 and 2 and I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll work it out. Um, so, yeah. So, let's talk about this fantastic website which is called Rockin' Pins. It's going really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing one of those shirts at the moment actually if you can see it yep. on, the, on the camera. If you can't see it on the camera, um, I've, I've got pictures up on – Instagram and Twitter, you can go and check them out. Um, this is a website. This guy, he sells um, just like licensed T-shirts and pins, t-shirts rock and, and pins. pins. Is it all? Just T-shirts and pins? T-shirts, or? pins, stickers, um, like iron-on patches. Again, you can't see that that well, um, but there are I, – actually, I'll put pictures up on the screen and you can find them on, on, um, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. He does this really awesome stuff. Um, and he reached out to me because he's working um, He's working with the Fleischer family at the moment, as in the Fleischer family. As in animation. As, anima- an- as in animation, as in Betty Boop, as in Popeye. So I'm wearing the, um, you know, the Popeye. Popeye pirate. Pluto on there. Pluto, is it? Yeah, that's his, um, the bad guy. Yep. Um, so he's doing, he does, he just does heaps of merch, which is like, fly, he's got the Fleischer, the official license from the Fleischers. Um, like he's got, uh, there were, was there like, um, Cheech and Chong stuff, yeah. Richard Pryor, whole heap um, shit. whole heap of stuff. You go on and check him out. He's just really cool cult stuff. Um, I will put a picture up on the screen because this, you can't really see it from back there. Um, but really awesome stuff. And he reached out and he's working with the Fleischer family at the moment. They've started a Twitch channel. Um, but you can find it. Oh, it's twitch.tv forward slash Fleischer Studios. And they stream the classic Fleischer shorts. Yeah. Kind of on a loop. You can go and you just watch them for free. The old classic Fleischer cartoons, whether it's the Popeyes or the Superman shorts or um, uh, Betty Boop or, you know, any of those. Oh, this is another t shirt he gave me as well. 
uh, which is fantastic. Right there, you can see classic Fleischer characters and stuff. Um, yeah, I love it. I love his stuff. It's really great. He reached out. He's like, oh, do you mind? He's like, oh, I'm working with the Flashers. We're trying to get these cartoons out there. Where They're trying to raise funds at the moment to restore a lot of the older Flasher shorts that were never restored in the past. He's talking about like the little Lulus and kind of the more obscure stuff. Yep. Um, and they're trying to kind of raise money for that and raise awareness and stuff to try. And his, he says... Save the cartoons. We're going to save the cartoons. Um, and I said to him, I am happy to help you. I'm happy to help. Um, Mauricio is his name, and he runs this. Um, he runs the Rockin' Pins. And so it's two separate sort of things, but he's got this relationship with the Fleischer family. Yep. Uh, he says predominantly he, he wanted me to advertise the Twitch. Yeah, so yeah. it's a twitch.tv forward slash Fleischer Studios. You can go over and watch all the cartoons and help save the cartoons. But he's also said, look, I run Rockin' Pins. I, can, I will send you a bunch of stuff um, to, to do the, the mm. promotion for me. And I said, look, send me whatever. I said, I understand he's a, he's a small business. Yep. I said, I want to ask for too much. I said, just send whatever you feel is comfortable. You know, I'm happy to just kind of help out. And I said, look, I'll give you a plug on the podcast as well. Um, so he's not, you know, he's not asked me to, oh, can you show off my stuff? I said, look, I will, I will, I'm happy, I will happily do this. And I'm just going to plug the, the Twitch on a few videos. Yep. Over the, you know, the next month or so. Uh, but he's doing some really great stuff. I'm um, working with the Fleischer family, um, Jane Fleischer, who is the granddaughter of Max Fleischer. Um, and uh, they're sort of – it's not a studio anymore. I, I guess it's more just like a, um, like the estate of the Fleischers, I suppose. Oh, but they're still called the Fleischer Studios. But I guess they just take care of, like, the um, licensing and handling of yep. cartoons, whatever yeah. it is they're doing. Um, but, yeah, so I was like, look, get me in on this. He's asked me to do – we're going to do, like, a um, – uh, what do you call it, like a watch party thing on the Twitch? Yeah. Uh, so myself and, and him will do like a watch party. We'll talk about the cartoons, get people to come over while we do yep. that. Um, he is also, um, he's good friends with Jerry Beck, who is a um, animation historian who I, mm-hmm. I, I read all his works. You know, I, always, I regularly um, use his works in my cartoon evolutions yep. and we'll, um, we call it, uh, quote and quote him and uh, reference him and all right. that stuff. Uh, so he he does some stuff with um, Jerry Beck. Jerry Beck runs a blog, like animation blog called Cartoon Research, and they've just done like a podcast together. So I was like, we'll try and mm. do something. So anyway, awesome. so yeah, so I'm excited to kind of be in it with these guys and try and help them get the word out for the Flashers. And um, I briefly spoke to Jane Fleischer as well, and she's like really thankful for what you're doing, how you're helping us out. Love the, because I chucked the, the ad at the beginning of a, a video the other day. She's very thankful for it and the family's very thankful. You have to get on the podcast. And yeah, well, well, we're trying, trying, to, trying to cue something up. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, look, I said I'm just happy to kind of to help them out and give them as much you want to so. be really interesting to hear her, yeah. her view of her, of her history, of her family's history. Well, yeah, exactly right. Because in industry. Um, I've always said... Well, I said when he first reached out to me uh, that um, I th- the thing when I do my cartoon evolutions, the most interesting thing for me to cover is the Fleischer stuff. Yeah, it's because that's the stuff that is very rarely covered. Yep. And like I've done a Betty Boot video, a Popeye video. I did my Superman video recently. And they were real groundbreaking in the day. Oh yeah. Well, they were. The, yeah. That they was, were. That was, that was it. They everything that Disney. 
broke ground on, they yeah, did first. They did, yeah, that's right. And Disney, I feel like, in some regards, often does get the, oh, Disney did this first. And you go, well, actually, the Fleischers mm. did it first, but then Disney refined yep. refined what they were doing. Disney stuff, obviously, is still groundbreaking, but the Fleischers were dabbling with right. what the Disney company then took and made, yep. or whatever. Yep. So, which is, I think, part of why the Fleischers kind of eventually mm. got under the rug. You know, there was this whole thing where they sort of, they lost a lot of money and they owed a lot of money to the studio and the studio kind of right. overtook them mm. um, and then kind of whatever. So, um, but Jane Fleischer is the daughter of Richard Fleischer as well, who's a director. He did 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea for Disney. So oh, he did a lot right. of stuff yeah. for Disney as well. I'll tell you, so that just the Fleischer family, just mm. so interesting. So anyway, uh, thank you uh, to Mauricio out there for for sending the stuff in and for just reaching out to me and all that stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah nice I'll put a link down the bottom for the Twitch, Twitch and to Rock and Pins. Again, great stuff. He does, again, great T-shirts. There's pins, which are fantastic, um, and stickers and just everything. If, I'm, you, if you're into pins, they're actually really good quality. They are fantastic. They are really good. Just really like good the, enamel, yeah. the enamel pin. Yeah. Um, I don't have a huge pin collection, but... Um, this could be the thing that makes me go down that oh rabbit hole. God, not, not another one. <laughs> they are hole. fantastic. He's sent in Betty Boot ones, Popeye ones, uh, Whiffle Hen. You got Coco there. Blue Dose there. Fantastic. Somewhere. Yeah, he's there. Olive Oil. I'm obsessed with this little um, Devil Betty, Betty Boot. Bo- oh, I love that. that. Oh, that's, that's such awesome. a cool sticker. <laughs> I would wear that on a t shirt. <laughs> I don't know if he's done a T-shirt of that, but I would wear that on a T-shirt. I love it. Uh, but he does like jumpers yeah, and like cool. sweaters as well and just all everything. Just go in there and check it out. His stuff sells out pretty quickly. I assume he has like a limited run of stuff. Yeah. And then you've got to get him. What he's just got now, I'm assuming how it's worked, is that he has had the license to the characters from Fleischer, but because Paramount owns a lot of the old cartoons, he's now got the license from Paramount to do cartoon-specific Merchandise, oh, awesome. uh, which is what this is uh, more specific right. of one of the yep. Paramount Popeye yep. shorts, um, and he's doing. I, actually, I don't know if I can say, but uh, he's he's planning like a, a collection of Paramount short themed awesome. uh, stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. and there's that. plenty it's on awesome. the website too. Yeah, so go out, check it out. Rockandpins.com and also check out uh, twitch.tv forward slash Fleischer Studios. Was it? Yep. Yep. Um, right. And um, you can go and just watch the cartoons on there. Um, is the Betty Boop stuff hard to hard to find? Like, is, what's it, that? is it on physical media or anything like that? Or, uh, yeah, they, or is that the best way to go and watch it? There were Blu-rays of the Betty Boops. I can't remember who released them. I know it was an independent thing, so they were obviously licensed out. Um, a lot of this stuff's like public domain, the Fleischer right. stuff okay. now. Um, so they're kind of, I guess, recycling the public yep. domain stuff right. on this uh, Twitch TV. Uh, but if you want to go over there, it's just like a, a streaming thing. It's mm. on a loop. And he plays it, plays music, and because I remember we we used to work with a woman who was right into Betty Boop. Tina, yeah, Tina. that's right. Yeah, yeah. She was right into Betty yeah. Boop, and she found it hard to sort of mm. find it. Yeah, that. Well, that's cartoons. that's well, that's what uh, Mauricio has been saying. It's like all these cartoons been swept under the rug, and yeah. they're hard to find. Yeah, um, and they have been hard to find for a long time, and particularly the stuff that they're hoping to save or to remaster or whatever. It's like they've got to get this stuff back yeah. out there because it is the most groundbreaking early animation. Mm. Uh, So, yeah. So, yeah. So, check them out. Really, really cool. Twitch.tv forward slash Flasher Studios. Thank you. Very cool. All righty. Let's play a game of Shiner. All right. Oh, hang on. 
Let's play a game of shite or all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, this is a game where we um, pick three, well, we pick two random um, titles on IMDb. Each title on IMDb has a catalogue number. It's seven numbers long. Uh, we just type in a random one. We pull up before the show. We type in a random one. And because there's so much stuff, there's so many thousands of movies out there, you're bound to pull up something that's really obscure. Yeah. Um, so the way the aim of the game is that I, I, for example, I will read the synopsis to old mate Rick over here, and he's got a guess from the synopsis, like basically judging a book by its cover, whether the movie is shite or all right. All right, all right, all right. And now the way we determine whether the movie is shite or all right is basically um, we have always figured that any movie that has under a five-star rating on IMDb is likely under, to be under pretty. Six. Oh, yeah, under, under, under six. Under six, yeah. Under six. Anything under six is usually pretty average, right? Anything over six all right, is all pretty right, good. All right, all right, all right. So... The way we determine this is if the rating is between 0 and 5.9, it is... Shy. And we're talking about IMDb ratings IMDb, here. yeah, I said that. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Um, and, Must have tuned in. <laughs> yeah. And if it is uh, above a 5.9, so if it's 6 so to 10... All right, all right, all right. Mind you, we've, right. Had, we've had some dogs that are over 6. I know, Absolute yeah. dogs. We've had some really good ones yeah, under exactly 5.9. Right. Again, but in general, that's 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 when we go buy DVDs. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, look yeah. at those ratings. Yep. okay. So... Um, who went first last week? I think I did. Um, yeah, I think. Okay, you, you go first this week. Let's. Have oh, a look. right, your first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I use the character's name? Yeah, I can use. The if it's like name. a generic, usually the usually the ter- that the 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 restrictions we put on is that we don't want to know the title, don't want to know the actors that are in it, but character right. names are okay, I suppose. Enrico so kills yeah. Oscar, Ooh. a Catholic archbishop, Shit. a Catholic archbishop in San Salvador. Right. The CIA calls mm. a special agent Malco, uh, a ruined prince who lives with an expensive woman. Should have pulled yeah. up the full summary here. Oh, there Check. you go. Yep. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> a, ru- a ruined prince who lives lives with an, ex- with an expensive woman, Countess Alexandra. Mm. Uh, to get rid of this nuisance of a man, uh, he does with many encounters with sweet... He doesn't sound right. He does with many encounters with sweet girls and macho villains. Oh, <laughs> Right. Do you want me to read that again? Because I no, fucked it's too right long. Up. I kind of got the point. It sounds like a like a nineteen forties gangster sort of flick, um, but it doesn't sound like a particularly good one. Um, I'm probably going to say it's probably it's probably a shite. You're it shite? sounds a bit much. It sounds a bit much. It's a bit too much. It's a bit well, extra, as they say these days. You know what that was? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it would have been. Oh, really? That bad? Oh, no. I knew it. I knew it. Okay, I want the title. I want the year. S-A-S. Yeah. San Salvador. Oh. It's the name of the film. The year yeah. 82. Oh. Rating? Yeah. 3.3. Oh, that is real bad. A dog of a film. No. It sounded like some bloody, like... 1940s gangster movie, and they just threw so much shit into it. Uh, you know the actors: Miles O'Keefe, uh, Raymond Harmstorm, and Dagmar <laughs> Lassinger. Gosh, Harmstorm sounds like brain brainstorm from The Simpsons. That video game, brain burst, brainstorm. Jeez. All right, you want yeah, one? So dog of a film. You want one? Sure. Okay, here we go. Um, a young woman begins having an affair with a mysterious man. 
He takes her to his cabin for a weekend and they fall in love. What she doesn't know is that this man is orchestrating a huge bank heist with a twist. Oh, hiccup. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Young woman having an affair with a mysterious man. He takes her to his cabin for a weekend and they fall in love. What she doesn't know is he's orchestrating a huge bank heist with a twist. I reckon that's insane. You reckon that's all right? Yeah. Lock it in? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, this awesome. is um, it's called Situation. It's from 1972. Uh, it's got a 6.2. Yeah. There you go. Um, again, this is one that has uh, people who I've not heard of. Rita Tushingham, Misha Hauserman, Frederick Yeager, William Bergen, Gordon Mitchell. So, um, so did you say what year it was? Yeah, 1972. Hmm. I think is it a um, oh, it's an Italian film, Italiano film. It's a co-production between Italy and Austria, and it's in English and German. Oh, that one I read was French. Oh, there you go, French German. Oh, there you go. All righto, mm. righto. Next okay, one. Okay, your next one. Yep. USM US ambassador in Rome must pro- mm. must protect U.S. interests and secrets from the mob. Spies and curious girlfriends who may be more than what they seem. Oh, sounds like an espionage flick, maybe from like the 1970s. So US of. ambassador in Rome yeah. must protect US interests and secrets from mob, from the mob. Yeah. Spies, curious girlfriends who may be more than what they seem. Oh, yeah, sounds like, or it could be like a spy flick from the 60s or like an espionage, like kind of... 1970s sort of thing. I might say, I feel like this might have like a six, like a, like a, like a really low all right. I'm going to say that. A really low all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Let me tell you, it is more than just all right. Yeah. It is. Oh, so it's less than all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a five. Oh, it's a five. So it's right? not. Yeah, it's like a, it might be it's a high we, shite. When we watch and think, oh, yeah. Yeah. A high shot. Um, it's called Embassy. Oh, right. 1985. Yeah. It's an action thriller. So it was well off, yeah. Um, and it starred uh, Nick Mancuso, mm. Mimi Rogers, and Richard oh. Masur. There you go. Interesting. So it sounds a bit shit. Yeah, it does a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, you want another one? Just said, I, don't, I don't think it sounds that bad. Yeah. I think it sounds okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, that's what I said. It sounded okay. But anyway, mm. okay, you want another one? Yep. This one is, oh, okay, it's a short synopsis. A group of swingers at a Caribbean restaurant are stalked by a mysterious killer. This is a bad porn flick. <laughs> it's not, I would. I assure you it's actually not this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, a group of swingers at a Caribbean restaurant are stalked by a mysterious killer. Mm. I come, I come, my mind on that. Give me a, a can, I, can, I, can I play my hint? Well, yeah, yeah, because you've got the assist, which is um, usually oh, just yeah, my the cast. Assist, yeah. assist I call it Same thing. Yeah. Um, so your assist is you can know who's in the cast. Who's in the cast? Claudia Jennings, Jean Marie Ingalls, Sherry Howell, and Joan Prather. Does that help? <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so shit, you're locking in? Shite. Oh! Yep. Oh, yeah. 
real yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, it is called The Single Girls. Oh, God. It's an R-rated comedy drama with a 4.4. Ooh. Yeah. There you go. It's awful. Looks like it's kind of a, I guess it's like an exploitation flick, judging by the, um, judging by the poster there. Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so it's not uh, it's not a porno, but I would imagine there's probably a lot of nudity in this film. Um, well, judging you by the poster there. That <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got one more for you because we've had oh, one okay. sent in this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. had one sent in last week for yep. me, and I'm yep. gonna do one for you. This one's been sent in from Wacko Jacko. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> Could be anything. All right, this one. A small-time reporter tries to convince the police she saw a murder in the apartment across from hers. Jesus, that sounds really familiar. It does sound familiar. A small-time reporter tries to convince the police she saw a murder in the apartment across from hers. Um, I should have kept my bloody assist for this one. Oh, no. Um, No, that's going to be shit. You reckon? Yeah, it's going to be shit. Shit? Uh, shite. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. This go. one's called Sisters. It was made in 1972, directed by Brian De Palma. Really fantastic filmmaker who's done some incredible stuff over the years. You've known him from Dress to Kill, yeah. uh, Body Double, The Untouchables. Great filmmaker. Um, it's got a 6.9. Oh, really? Yeah. The synopsis I thought was very similar to The Woman in the Window. Yeah. And Rear Window. Yeah, that's what um, I thought. Yeah, a small-time reporter tries to convince the police she saw a murder in the apartment across from hers. Uh, this one has got Margot Kidder in it, Jennifer Salt, Charles Durning. Um, so, yeah, there you go, mm. 1972. Sisters. Yeah. And we don't have a copy of that. No, he, he, he messaged. I remember he messaged me the other day. He's like, do you have this? I was like, no, never heard of it. Oh. <laughs> So there you go. Um, so that is, oh, that is today's edition of, oh, hang on, Shite or... All right, all right, all right. So if you have a Shite or right to send in to us, please email it to daveleepod at gmail.com or you can tweet it to me or you can Instagram or whatever. But email is usually the easiest way for podcast-related yeah. stuff just to keep it in one place. So if you want to share that, send one in. Yeah, for sure. Um... It's been a big week in Hollywood. It always is. A couple of big stories this week. Um, again, this whole idea of like streaming versus cinemas versus what the hell, whatever, uh, that's been going on at the moment. Massive, massive merger in Hollywood. And this is, um, it's not quite to the same level as Disney-Fox merger, but it's very close. Um, AT&T officially announced that they are merging Warner Media with Discovery. So we're talking Discovery Channel. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, AT&T, um, they bought Warner Media for $85 billion Ooh. in 2016. I think it was something like $100 billion, including debt, they had to pay off. God. Um, and now they're merging it with Discovery. This is from T- uh, The Hollywood Reporter. I'll just read kind of the passage from them. AT&T and Discovery Inc. have made it official, unveiling their plan to merge their media and entertainment assets into a deal that will bring together TV channels like CNN, TBS, TNT, uh, HGTV, Food Network, Discovery Channel, 
the Warner Brothers Film Studio and streaming services HBO Max and Discovery Plus. It's a lot mm. of stuff under one banner there. Uh, they said the merger would create a global leader in entertainment and a stronger competitor in global streaming. Um, the new company will compete globally in the fast-growing direct-to-consumer business, uh, bringing compelling content direct-to-consumer subscribers across its portfolio, including HBO Max, Discovery+, Plus, uh, combines Warner's storied content library of popular and valuable IP with Discovery's global footprint trove of local language content and deep regional expertise across more than 200 countries and territories. Uh, the, wow. the combined company is expected to be worth uh, $52 billion in revenue by 2023. Um, wow. So this is huge. That's big. Yeah, they reckon... Um, I heard about this the other day, but I didn't realise it was all that. Enormous, yeah. Um, so basically, AT&T just want to fucking handball off Warners because of everything. It's just everything with HBO Max and just mm. not going the way that they expected, all that stuff. Um, and AT&T wants to focus their efforts on 5G and fibre broadband. <laughs> they want to get out of the movie-making business, focus on that fibre broadband. I could certainly use that here. Bring AT&T over here and fix our fucking... Mm. Well, um, they should have just stayed in that. They shouldn't have tried to branch yeah, out. Yeah. Um, they reckon that Warner Discovery, this new joint effort, is uh, prepping to spend $20 billion annually on content which is the same amount that they would have both um, combined spent as separate companies. My so now it's God, that's a lot of money. One company has spent $20 billion. Comparatively, Netflix, who we've discussed, is just throwing money against the wall at the moment. Yep. They spend $17 billion annually. Throw on enough shit, something's going to stick. Yeah. So, yeah, $20 billion compared to 17 Oh, my God. There's only three digits between that, but when we're talking billions, that's nuts. Um, so apparently um, what has what they're kind of assuming has happened here is that um, AT&T were not impressed with how HBO Max has been going. Um, I don't think they've been getting as many subscribers as they hoped. They put all that money into that super-duper Justice League director's cut, and apparently that didn't really pay off that well for them. The reports were the people who were going to watch it signed up and watched it and probably a lot of people dipped out. Yeah. Um, and people who didn't really give a shit about the DCU and the Zack Snyder films, uh, people who didn't like well, honestly, those movies didn't make a lot of the box office, so there's a lot of people out there who really didn't care about it, Yeah. didn't jump on there to watch it. Uh, yeah. So I think that kind of <clears throat> didn't really work out that well for them. Um Variety said industry sources say the strategic move that made such a splash last December when Warner Media and uh, Killar, who I think was the the CEO of or was he's running Warner Media, uh, the 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 direction where they opted for simultaneous releases in theaters and HBO mm-hmm. Max single day, yep. you know, free of date. charge, day and date on HBO Max, um, it's seen as a major misstep because it's shaping up to cost the studio over one billion dollars in lost box office revenue, <laughs> talent, profit, participation payments, and in high license fees paid for the movies from HBO Max. Uh, Variety also says unless the pace of HBO Max subscriber editions pick up significantly in the coming months, the high cost of the movie content for the streamer will be hard to justify. Mm. So this, I think, was an article from a, a little while ago. Um, so now everyone's kind of pointing to this like HBO Max is the way that they are running. HBO Max, um, 
or Jason Killar, he was the CEO of Warner Media. So now that they have merged the two companies, AT&T's kicked that guy out of his role, and now they've put um, David Zaslav, who is the CEO of Discovery. He's now in charge of this joint venture. So obviously they're just trying to salvage what they got. Sounds like it's just a massive cock-up. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but, shit show. But that's going to be pretty huge. That's going to be pretty huge when that pulls through uh, to kind of see what I they... I can't understand why a company like AT&T would try and get into that sort of thing. I don't know. It's weird. It's like you wouldn't go buy a mobile phone that was made by, you know, Mercedes-Benz. Oh. But you think, like, Sony does all the tech stuff, and I think maybe they're trying to... Yeah, but they've to, always done that. Yeah, I know, but this probably... I'm imagining, I don't know really much about it, but I'm imagining they're going, yeah, we can be like a Sony or a... Or like a, yeah, maybe. You know, an Apple. We can, mm. like, dip our fingers in everything, and then they've gone, oh, fuck. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they've merged these two, and it's... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, you know, we've heard these rumblings a few weeks ago about, like, the physical media kind of going yeah, out, Warner's slowing down their physical media, which was well, it was later debunked, but I feel like there has to be something in it. Maybe this is part of this. The old saying, where there's smoke. Yeah. Uh, there's been another big one this week too. Uh, Amazon is apparently planning to buy out MGM. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. MGM is, uh, it's been in all sorts of trouble since the 1980s. Um, they have been bought and sold at least. They were, I was going to say they were, they were bust at one stage. Yeah, didn't they? multiple times they've been bankrupt. Yeah. And then they've been saved. Uh, at least half a dozen times they've been bought and sold and bought and sold and bought mm. and sold. Um, I think at one point the same people bought it three times and paid more for it each time, but then sold it off for more each time. Mm. One of those weird things. Uh, so they sold in the 1980s, MGM sold their studio, they sold their headquarters, they sold their film library. They sold their subsidiaries all to pay off debts because they were completely bankrupt, basically. Yeah. So this is why you will get uh, movies like The Wizard of Oz, Ben-Hur, which were MGM films, and now with Warners. So oh, right, Warner okay. Brothers is always like, oh, the classic Warner Brothers film, The Wizard of Oz. Well, no. Well, no <laughs> Warner Brothers bought The Wizard of Oz in like 1980. Yeah. Uh, but it was an MGM film. So all these big movies that were made by MGM got botted off to all these other studios. Um, and I think it, it wasn't just Warners, but they just sold like, whoever wanted them. It was like, oh, here, you you know, take our stuff. Just, yeah. So a whole bunch of different studios wound up with a bunch of MGM stuff. They um, They currently produce... Film and TV for um, distribution, usually by other companies. So it's not really, it's not an active studio anymore. It's oh, really okay. by name yeah, only. Yeah. Um, but they will produce them. I guess that's probably just a monetary thing. Yeah. And they co-produce with other things. Put the name behind it. Yeah. All. And then other studios distribute it. So in the last few years, it's usually United Artists or Warner Brothers, Paramount or Sony, and it depends on the. Um, I think it depends on the IP even. So the Bond films, they were with Sony for a bit. They're now with Universal uh, distribution-wise. Um, but MGM shoves their name on it, I guess, maybe puts a bit of money up. I'm yep. not sure. Creed, so the Rocky and the Creed films, they were with Warner Brothers when they started doing the Creed, the first right, Creed, okay. and now they're with United Artists. So it's like flip-flop, flip-flop. It kind of just, just depends. How do you keep um, up with it? I know, but MGM, this was uh, the article... From Variety, rattled off like the like it says that you know they, they own one of the world's deepest libraries of premium film and TV content. Four thousand film titles: James Bond, Hobbit, Rocky, 
Oh, yeah, it is too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James Bond, Hobbit, Rocky, Robocop, Pink Panther, Magnificent Seven, Science of the Lambs, um, TV stuff like Fargo, Handmaid's Tale, Get Shorty, uh, Teen Wolf, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's all MGM. Uh, so it is it is huge. 17,000 episodes of programming they've made. But, yeah, uh, so that's going to be interesting to see if Amazon buys out MGM. Yeah, for $9 billion, they reckon they're going to buy it out for. $9 billion. Yeah. What can you do with $9 billion? I know. Uh, Variety God. says that chatter that Amazon and other tech giants, uh, tech and media giants, have been sniffing around MGM. Uh, the the chat has been circulated for some time. Sources indicated that Amazon's interest in acquiring the studio has taken on a new tenor beyond the usual rumor mill. The deal is said to be orchestrated by... Uh, the senior VP of Amazon Studios, directly with the MGM uh, board. Uh, so it's apparently on its way to being done. So it's going to be mm. interesting to see what, what Amazon does, particularly if a lot of these MGM films are with other studios. What happens then? But it does, is, is Amazon making it work, though? I don't know. Because what are the, what are the Amazon, they, they were, it was just, um, you know, they, they started in... By the website. Web, yeah. Selling books initially. Yeah, exactly. And here they are, bloody, in the film business. Well, it's Amazon. I've got Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's right. That's so they I mean. make, they make the um, exclusive content mm. from their originals. So we're talking about AT and T, but AT and T before. Yeah, coming AT&T from that into, yeah. into films, you well, got Amazon, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, a exactly. bookseller. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But then even but Apple, even Apple is yeah, I suppose you know a tech, a tech giant, company, yeah. a tech company that yeah. went into making films. Yeah. Although Steve Jobs was heavily um, involved in Pixar. Oh, right. You know, starting up Pixar and all that. So I think, I don't know. I think you've got like a big umbrella now, which is just media and tech. That's tech stuff. It's making films. It's, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, But I think, I don't know, but it'll probably, I don't know. It is weird to, because if MGM's a company that doesn't really make its own movies, maybe they will now. Maybe with the might of MGM or the might of Amazon. MGM will reactivate some studios. Who knows? But that's an interesting one. That is going yeah. to be interesting to see if that pulls through. And a um, couple of big, uh, couple of big changes, isn't it? Yeah. So this whole the world's moving different directions. Yeah. The film world. Well, it's it's just everything, isn't it? It's really? going to be dominated by street these streaming companies. Yeah. Oh, now. most definitely. You'll see the death of free to air TV and everything through all mm-hmm. this eventually. Yeah, I Although in Australia we've got anti siphon well, laws. Have to, yeah, yeah. You've got to have a certain amount of content yeah. that's free to wear. But my God. <laughs> They're huge changes. Yeah. It's changing rapidly. Yeah. Rapidly. Week by week by yeah. week. Hey, we've got a couple of sign of the times. Yeah, exactly right. And it's exciting actually. Yeah, <laughs> well, it is, it's also it is it's scary, but it's also exciting. Yeah. Um, we've got a few subscriber questions. We're only going to um, see. We've also realised that we spend like 15, 20 minutes on subscriber questions some week. So we're just going to pick a few each yeah, week. You've got to have engagement. I know, know we're going to have the engagement, but we're limited to a few questions a week. All and right. it'll be more exciting for people too. Oh, am I one of the four or five questions that gets through? Instead of like mm. the 20 we sometimes do, <laughs> you know? Uh, anyway, okay. Do let's a live do, stream for that. Yeah. Uh, let's do a couple of questions. Okay. First one Alex's Movie Corner. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, Alex. Yeah. Hi, Alex. Uh, I was wondering, what are some of your favourite first 
Favourite first films mm. from a director, e.g. A Quiet Place, John Krasinski, A Star Is Born by Bradley Cooper, mm. uh, Book Smart by Olivia Wilde, etc. Keep up the great work. Interesting. First film from a director. First film from a director. I'm trying to think. You've got a lot of great directors who do a lot of really bad stuff. Oh, it's yeah. like their first film. Um, Jewel was really good. That was Steven Spielberg. It was a TV movie, though. Jewel, that was, was the, the one with the truck. With the truck, yeah, that was a great film. That was great. That was a tally that movie, but I think film. that was like the first real sort of um, movie he did. Um, let me have a look. Um, Steven Spielberg. I think, um, what was the first like theatrical that he did? Was um, Sugarland Express? I should have done my research beforehand. Probably. Uh, Duel was a TV movie. Yeah, that was his first movie. So he'd done a bunch of TV episodes, um, and then he did Duel, which was his first feature-length film, but it was a TV movie. Uh, but then Sugarland Express was his first theatrical film, which is really great as well. That's uh, got uh, Goldie Horn in it. Um, that's probably got a good rating. It's got a 6.8. So that's a really good I guess, pair of films from a first-time director. And you know what he does straight off the back of Sugarland Express? No. Jaws. Oh, really? Yeah. Straight off the back of Sugarland Express, Jaws. It's a pretty good hit, right? Yeah. Um, and then Close Encounters, mm. 1941, which a lot of people think is not great. It's okay. Raiders, E.T. So that was like a meteoric mm. thing. Um, so that's probably probably there. Um, otherwise... George Clooney, Good Night and Good Luck. Good Night and Good Luck. Was that his first? Yeah. Um, I don't really he remember, but TV it was series. really good. He did some TV series, mm. but his first his first film was Good Night and Good Luck. That then, was very then, good. Then Leatherheads. Leatherheads was quite good. John Krasinski was in that talk about uh, George <laughs> and, and John. Well, he's not, he's not bad. Look at that. Yeah. Good Night and Good Luck, and then mm. Leatherheads, and then Ides of March. Yeah. The Monuments Men, Suburbicon, right? Yeah. Catch-22, yeah, yeah. Midnight Sky, and Tender Bar. See, his movies aren't great, though. Some of them are really, some of them are quite good, but most of them aren't great. Well, his first four are pretty good. Yeah. Good Night, Good Luck's a favourite. Yeah. I would also say um, Thief by Michael Mann. Michael Mann, of course, um, did Heat. He did The Insider, Collateral. Um, and Thief is this one with James Kahn that I was speaking about a few weeks ago. I watched it and loved it probably a couple of months ago now. Really great movie. Uh, Thief. So I would probably say maybe Thief by Michael Mann or Spielberg had a really good hit rate with those first two films, Duel, which was done for TV, and Sugarland Express, which was the first theatrical. Mm. There you go. What about Next um, question? East, Eastwood? Play Misty for me. I haven't watched that. Haven't you? No. Nah. good film. I've got it. I haven't watched it, though. Okay, next question. Yeah. Uh, Devesh Sood. Yes. Uh, got to ask... With movies with with movies returning, what do you think will be the first <laughs> box office bomb that cannot be blamed Jeez. on the pandemic? How long in the future do you think it will be before the excuse is no longer valid? Ah, that's interesting. I think you've got to give it a couple of years. You're going to have no to give it a few valid. years. That's what I'm going to say. It's really hard to kind of predict any one particular movie because it's going to be a while. Mm. This pandemic's going to have a massive ramification. Then also, we don't really know what the ramifications of the long-term ramifications of streaming is going to be. That's right. And now whether a billion dollars at the box office is 
is the benchmark now or whether we drop the benchmark to like $500 million. Mm. If they're, particularly if these studios continue doing day and date on streaming and giving their movies away for free, I feel like if this AT&T Warner's merge has any indications like, no, we want to go back to theatrical because we're losing too much money with this kind of um, um, release strategy. Yeah. They've lost a billion dollars in a year. Um, so if that's anything to go by, then I think studios are really going to be pushing for theatrical now instead of the big streaming stuff. But um, I don't know. It's hard to predict any particular film that's going to be the first bomb, uh, but it's going to be at least two or three years before yeah, you can go, oh, that's a bomb because it's a shit film, mm. you know. Okay, Mr. Josh asks, yep. favourite Star Wars movie from oh. each of the three trilogies? Okay. A New Hope. Well, yeah, A New Hope's mine from the first Empire is a better film, but A New Hope is my favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, pre, the prequel trilogy, Phantom Menace, so just yep. my nostalgia for that. Yep. But Episode 3 is great. But mm-hmm. I would say Phantom Menace. Um, and then the sequel trilogy is probably, well, it would have to be The uh, the um, the Last Jedi. Is that the last film? The second one. second one. Ryan Johnson's yeah, one. Yeah, that was pretty good. Terrific. Yeah. A lot of people weren't liking saying it, but it was a terrific film. Yeah, and the last one was crap. I probably agree with those. <laughs> last one was crap. Um, so there you go. Uh, is the last one? That's it for the question, well, Last Last one is from Anthony Fisher. Yeah, this a, isn't a question. It's a, um, it's a Patreon. Yeah, he's a patron. Long-time um, supporter, subscriber. Yep. Thank you so much, Anthony. He said... Uh, he watches every Saturday. He told me it's part of his Saturday morning routine. Now is it? Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. G'day, Anthony. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw Wacko. I've, I've seen Wacko Jacko made a few phone calls and got The Rock and Leo to wear some podcast shirts. Got to stop it right there. Wacko Jacko didn't organise them to wear them. They were just out in, out the, in the street. They were just out in the street wearing Dave Lee podcast merch. Again, if you want to head to Instagram or Twitter, you can see the photos. Really yep. real, 100% unphotoshopped, but Photoshop <laughs> photos of The Rock and Leo wearing Dave Lee Podcast, merch. not fake at all. Not fake, but not fake. fake at all. Not fake, but fake. Yeah, totally fake. Yeah. Um, well, I called someone from Deadwood, and yeah. he kindly modelled this for you. There we go. We have got um, Deadwood creator David Milch wearing a, a t-shirt that says Tuesdays are Deadwood night, and they certainly are. Yeah, that has become Tuesday it night. Has become Tuesdays Deadwood, which is night. good. Yeah. So if you want to see that picture, you can check it out on the on your screen right now. Otherwise, I'll load it up to. Socials as well, so you can check out David Milch wearing the uh, Tuesdays. Are Took us a while to work out who it was. Yeah, it is. A bit. We thought it, thought it might have been. I thought it was Ian McShane at first. I was like, geez, he looks completely different. But no, it's David Milch, the creator of Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Yeah. A short one. A short one. We did. We actually did it an hour, an hour and a half, half today. How good. How's that? And give my afternoon nap in there. Yeah, and that's even with speaking shit for 50 minutes. So we keep Tim happy. We speak shit for 50 minutes. Tim's happy. Still the pisses pop- Jackson off. Yeah, still pisses Jackson off. But then we also keep him happy with an hour and a half show. Yeah, right. And keeps us happy too. Because yeah. now I... Because I, I'm going to edit these in the afternoon. And it takes me all the evening. So yeah. oh, it won't take as long this time around. Anyway, that is all time we've got. We've, that's, all, that's all we have time for today. Podcasts go out every single Monday on all the podcasting platforms. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. The visual element goes out on YouTube the same day, but if you're a Patreon supporter, you get that two days early. Um, so head over to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee down under to uh, get that early access to the pod. 
Um, don't forget the the podcast, the videos are on a new channel now, so please head over, subscribe, give us the views, the watch hours and stuff so we can get it up. I've had a couple of people did write in and said, I, I leave the podcast on. I have the whole episode just running in the background. Like sometimes I might tune out a little bit, go and potter and do something else, but I will leave the podcast on. And that is great. That's what we ask of you. <laughs> just, <laughs> just leave it running. Yep. Just leave it going, which is awesome. Um, also, also again, head I'm not to... Say that. Not allowed to say that, but so if, don't do it. If you happen to be watching it, yeah. and just leave it yeah, running, if you, just leave if you don't it, want to watch the rest. It's of okay, it. but I'm not endorsing it. No, um, you can head, of course, again to flitch dot uh, flitch twitch twitch flitch twitch <laughs> twitch tv forward slash flasher studios. Head over and check out um, uh, that that channel over there where they're going to be playing Flasher cartoons on loop, which is awesome. Uh, YouTube preview last week on the channel. I dropped a bunch of cartoon news. Hotel Transylvania trailer breakdown for the fourth film. Monsters at Work preview. I did a breakdown. New Space Jam footage breakdown. Um, and new Rugrats footage. I did like a breakdown thing on that as well. Uh, this week, I also had the Tasmanian Devil Evolution. Yep. Uh, went up uh, a couple of weeks ago, so go and check that out if you haven't seen that yet. Um, everyone keeps asking me, where's the voice evolution for Taz and Speedy? I'm waiting till Space Jam 2 so I can include the, the some clips from the new film, because otherwise I'll be like, why, did you, why, why didn't you wait? Tazzy why didn't you evolution. wait? <laughs> <laughs> um, the great Jim Cummings does Taz now. He does a really great job. Um, I think that's it. Oh, otherwise this week, no Hugh. Actually, there might be an evolution this week. I'm trying to get it done by this week. I wanted it on Tuesday. I don't think it's going to be Tuesday. It might be towards the end of the week, but I'm determined. I'm determined to get an evolution up this week. So that's your second one for this month, uh, which is going to be good. Um, And otherwise, you're going to have my Rugrats review this week. You're going to have a Corella review this week and whatever fucking news comes up during the week. You haven't announced who that evolution is? I haven't announced it yet, but uh, I'm going to have to soon. Mm. Should I just announce it now? Yeah, fuck Actually, it. I have not. announced that I'm doing it, but I haven't told them when. It's the Rugrats. We're doing the Rugrats. Awesome. So we'll talk about the Rugrats for the Rugrats. I'm, 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 I've, been, I've been enjoying writing it. It's written. Yep. I just need to fucking make the thing now. Yep. Okay, so uh, that's it. Thank you, guys. All right. And I'll see you on the next week. See Take you care, all. Take it easy. Bye.